So this reasoning, I don't want to help them because it'll cause problems for the Jews. That's not right. When somebody's in trouble, you help them according to what they... One of the greatest stories ever told is the story of Jonah or Jonah and the whale. Let's revisit the story and find out the full meaning and lesson and purpose of uh, recording that story and making it part of the Torah. God comes to the prophet Jonah and he says, go to the city of Nineveh and prophesize. Tell them that if they don't repent in 40 days, the city will be destroyed. Nineveh was a very uh, sophisticated for, for its time. It was a large city and it was advanced technologically. They had uh, irrigation canals, very, very sophisticated. Next thing we know, Yonah is on a ship sailing off from Tarshish. Where is he going? What is he doing? What's happening? A storm breaks out and the ship is floundering. The people cry out to their gods, to the different uh, religions or whatever they were called back then. But it doesn't help. They throw their equipment overboard to lighten the load, and it doesn't help. And then they find Jonah sleeping below deck. And they say, well, what are you sleeping? Call out to your God. Pray. Do something. Like they say, don't rely on miracles. Pray. And then they say, who are you? Where are you from? Jonah says, I am an Ivri, which is the Hebrew origins for the word Hebrew. And I fear the God of heaven. And this storm is my fault. So if you want to save yourselves, throw me overboard. Throw me into the ocean. They ask God for forgiveness for what they're about to do, and they throw him overboard. And the storm abates. And they are so grateful, they offer up sacrifices to the God of Israel. Meanwhile, God arranges for a large fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah is in, is in the bowels of this fish for three days. There was actually a story years ago about a, a, a teenager who was swallowed by a whale someplace in Sweden, off of Sweden. And I don't remember how long it was, but the fish spit him out. And, of course, they rushed him off to the hospital. 
the only lasting ill effects was that he lost his pigmentation. The acids in the, in the fish's stomach took all the pigmentation and he was completely pale and white. Anyway, the fish spits Jonah out and Jonah goes to Nineveh to deliver the prophecy. He comes there and he says to the people, if you don't repent within 40 days, Nineveh is finished. The king proclaimed a fast. Everyone should fast, including the animals. And everyone should change their ways and become good and do what's right in the eyes of God. And the city was saved. Jonah is severely um, uncomfortable very stressed about the whole thing. And God says to him, with the number of people, the population of Nineveh, and their cattle, people who don't know right from left, up from down, should I not have compassion on them? That's the end of the story. Now let's figure out what in the world was going on. So just to give you a little background, at the crossing of the sea, when the Jews were leaving Egypt, all the Egyptians drowned. Their chariots, their horses, their, their riders, they all drowned. All but one. One Egyptian survived that whole, that whole event, and that was Pharaoh. Pharaoh himself. A few years later, Pharaoh is the king of Nineveh. He was saved because God wanted him to spread the story. He was the eyewitness. So he spent his life telling the story to all the nations that he visited, and he became the king of Nineveh. I'll tell you why that's relevant. God tells Jonah, deliver this prophecy. Jonah knew that when he delivers the prophecy, the people will repent. And that distressed him terribly. Because Jews had sinned and they had had prophets warning them and they didn't listen. Now, the non-Jewish city of Nineveh is going to repent after one prophecy from one prophet. How is that going to make the Jews look? So Yonah figured, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do this to my people. But if I don't deliver the prophecy, I will lose my prophecy. I will no longer be a prophet, and I will be punishable by death. The prophet who does not deliver a prophecy is punishable by death. And Jonah said, well, so be it.
I can't do something that might harm the Jewish people. So he gets on a ship. Now where is he going? He's trying to run away from God? No, he's trying to leave Israel because outside of the land of Israel there is no prophecy. So he is surrendering. He's giving up his role as a prophet. He will no longer receive any prophecies and he'll probably die for not delivering this message. Now he's on the ship and there's a storm. Everybody's praying, everybody's crying, screaming, panicking. He's sleeping. He figures, okay, here we go. I'm doomed. When they come and they say to him, how come you're not praying? He says, I am an Ivri. It's interesting that the word Hebrew, the English word or Latin word Hebrew, in the original Hebrew, also has the meaning of crossing over. Because Avraham was called the Ivri, because he was from the other side of the, of the river. So Ivri means the other side. When the Jews crossed the sea, during the, the splitting of the sea, that was called crossing over. So when they said to, to, to Yonah, how come you're not crying and praying? He said, me? I'm from those people who crossed through the seas. Seas don't scare me. We walk through seas. So, no, I'm not panicking about, about the storm and about the ocean. I might die, but that's because I sinned, not because of the water. Water doesn't scare me. God scares me. I am afraid of God, not of water. So he says, throw me overboard. No sense for you to suffer from my sins. So they throw him overboard. Now God appreciates Yonah's devotion to his people. That makes him a real leader of his people. So God does not kill him. God saves him and says, come on, it's not too late. You can still deliver the prophecy. So Yonah goes to deliver the prophecy. But then he is so dismayed at what he had done. God assures him that it will never be held against the Jews. How did Yonah know for sure that the people of Nineveh are going to repent? He knew who the king was. The king was Pharaoh. He was not going to mess with God again. So if the prophecy said, repent or else, of course he's going to repent. And he'll get everybody to repent with him. He told them the story. He told them, I am Pharaoh. And I was spared for only one reason. To tell you not to mess with God. So they all repented. 
But Yonah was very distressed. So God said to him, and this is the main punchline of the story. It's not about whales swallowing people. The punchline of the story is God explained something to Yonah that we need to know. God said, how could I not have compassion over such a large number of people and their cattle when they don't even know up from down, they don't know right from wrong, how can I not have compassion on them and guide them through a prophecy to a better way of life? So here's what God is saying. You're running away. You don't want to deliver the prophecy because it'll reflect badly on the Jewish people. I appreciate that. And I promise you that it will not be held against the people. But in the name of justice, when people are innocent of, of their sins because of ignorance, and yet their sin will bring devastation to them, how are we supposed to rightfully, justly, how are we supposed to think? How will this affect another people in the future? That's not justice. Look at the people themselves and judge them for who they are. That's called pursuing justice. So this reasoning, I don't want to help them because it'll cause problems for the Jews. That's not right. When somebody's in trouble, you help them according to what they deserve, not bringing in other considerations that are irrelevant to them. So do the right thing in each case. First, make sure that they don't suffer because they really don't know what they're doing. The ramifications on how that's going to affect another people in the future, that's your second project, not your first. The first project is, how can you not have compassion on these people? That's what's on the agenda today. And it's a little reminiscent of Avraham and Sarah send Hagar away with her child. And the child is crying because he's thirsty. They're in the desert and their water dried up. But this is Ishmael who had to be sent away because he was corrupting Isaac. So his mother, understanding and knowing who this boy was, gave up hope. But God says to her, why, why are you despairing? The boy is crying and God has compassion. The fact that he will grow up to be uh, a wicked man, that's not how God works. God deals with what is there on the ground at the moment. He's a child, he's innocent, and therefore God will provide water for him. 
What's going to happen when he grows up? We'll deal with it when the time comes. Same thing here. God is telling Jonah, look at what's in front of you. First things first. Pursue the justice that is appropriate for the time, for the place, and for the people. Then we'll worry about the future ramifications. So we read this entire story on Yom Kippur. Why? Because we're sitting there on, in synagogue on Yom Kippur thinking, I'm trying to repent, I'll, I'll be good, I won't do that again, and I'm going to yeah, I will, probably will. <laughs> I'll probably do it again. So my repenting is meaningless. It's shallow, it's hypocritical, it's not, it's not sincere. The story comes and says, that's not how God looks at it. You are in the synagogue. You're asking for forgiveness. You want to stop sinning. God judges you for what he sees right now. What's going to be in the future? We'll deal with that when the time comes. But today, you are forgiven. Mostly because you don't know right from wrong. <laughs> you don't know up from down, so can't really consider you guilty. This is an interesting lesson for some of those people who are so critical, terribly critical, of their own people. Some rabbis who find that every Jew who isn't living up to the maximum observance level that they think is necessary, they have some pretty harsh things to say about them. But look at here. The city of Nineveh. God says, how can I not have compassion on them? They don't know left from right. These rabbis or people, here we're talking about your own people who don't know left from right. And you condemn them? So unacceptable. So that is the rest of the story on Jonah and the whale. The punchline is treat everyone according to what they deserve at the moment. Don't project, don't predict, don't don't punish them for what might be tomorrow. It's an important lesson. We have a Sunday night program for VIPs that you might be interested in. It's informal. It's questions and answers. It's conversation. It's really relaxed. It's really pleasant, enjoyable, informative, and uh, kind of community-like. It's a Sunday night program. There's a um, Wednesday morning program for the VIPs. And there's a Wednesday night program. All of it 
just conversation, casual, laid back, unscripted. So join us, take a look, click uh, the link below and see which, which of the three suits you best and join us for some enjoyable conversation.